Yeah, I have. Uh, I, I I used to have big dreams too. I guess, and I I still do. I think um, you know this kind of uh, bitter affect that I have yeah. is in part because I'm you know a wounded person. I'm a, bird, I'm, a, I'm a bird. I'm a bird with a broken wing. Well, uh, yeah, so, yeah. let's yeah. go back to where it all began. Yeah. <laughs> All right, rolling. It's the honest pursuit of a dishonest living. Don't hug me. Don't touch me. I don't know you. We just want to know is like, do you like yourself? This place is the fucking worst. How many times can I be rejected? You mean like in a day or in one fucking <laughs> phone call? No one here is fine. I'm gonna add that to the list. Yeah, add it to the list. <laughs> well, I always uh, like to whenever I get sick. Is this I like part of the show now? This is, it may be. Oh, we'll we see. already starting. Okay, yeah, good. I like to start without without telling people. Uh-huh. Good, good. Yes. Well, you have a very very nice voice. Thank you. Well, I have been uh, on the radio for the last eight years. Uh, every Tuesday morning from six to nine. <laughs> um, do you, you want to as as a Nick, as a pro? Do you want to intro our show? Yeah, you want to do it. You want to tell everybody welcome to our show. Uh, say, yeah. Welcome what back should I to say? Garbage Town. Okay. What's um, up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Garbage Town, the podcast. What is your podcast for about? the Hollywood on the lead? Your podcast for the Hollywood on the lead. That's that's me. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Garbage Town, your podcast for the Hollywood on I am your guest today, Nick Francomano. <laughs> I was hoping you'd uh, say I'm your host. Yeah. I'm your host, and I'd be like, "Why well, quit?" Yeah, <laughs> this is actually better at this. Yeah. Um, Nick, we've really only just met. You yes, it, pretty recently. I've uh, known yes. you for a while, though. You've known for a while, so mm-hmm. why don't you guys give us a little rundown of your history, how you know each other? Oh, we actually know each other through Dylan. Another guest on yeah. this fine yeah. podcast. He has done an yeah. episode this oh. season, yes. Nicholas and a man a with a D- lot of DP. inner darkness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We define DP as director of photography and not deep penetration on his episode. Uh, double penetration double is what penetration. I think it stands for in oh, pornography. That's oh, that's right. Double. Uh-oh. <laughs> I've been doing it wrong, guys. <laughs> doing it wrong since the beginning. I think what's the point <laughs> of pornography right with shallow penetration? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's true. So I think it's, it's a very small no niche one, fetish. Yeah, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, Just the tip. Yeah. Well, on that note hello yeah. hello it's um, good to have you yes i guess for context i am the newest member of the garbage town trivia team yes oh, yeah. uh, welcome I've to the team have you gotten the official email invite because i've asked i have to send i'm it. i'm on the team you're on the roster page yes. um and uh i've actually betrayed my other trivia team to <gasps> we didn't know you had another we didn't know you had oh another you were one. cheating i mean i don't Ooh, want to um be. you know these these are good people and they're friends of mine but the do they have a planetary soils guy? I don't think that the, you know, I, I think. Not as strong. Are you questioning their dedication to trivia? Uh, yeah, I guess okay. that's what it is. And I'm just not going to tell them that I'm doing this and, the, and they might not hear this podcast. Are so we that's in the same <laughs> league is my question. Are we competing? I didn't think so at first, which is why I didn't feel any kind of ethical Conflict? quandary. Conflict of interest. But uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently we are. Uh, so oh, scandal. Yeah. You heard it here first. Are you doing the same questions multiple times? No, no, a week? no. They no, do different, different questions at every location, and uh, I don't know. I honestly, I like going to Golden Road better too than uh, Brock and Riley's downtown. Oh, that uh, sounds awful. Downtown. No thanks. Yeah, my first thought. Uh, Rock and Riley's is a bar. 
for it's in the lobby of a skyscraper, but it's meant to be like a charming Irish country pub, and oh it, the kind of uh, oh, that's not a thing that belongs in downtown. Yeah, Los it, it's uh, it's <laughs> an aesthetic juxtaposition Yikes. that really boggles the mind. Yeah. Um, so you know, being there is profoundly physically uncomfortable to me as yeah. a esthete. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I always like uh I always like restaurants that have moved into other restaurants like Hermit Crabs and there's like yes. like there's this Thai place that was in a subway that I really liked because it still had this old subway like wallpaper, yeah. but they just threw some like decorations on top of it. They're like, and you're this just looks like, good. Yeah, that's old fine. New York. This is fine. There's, there's layers of history right there. I like when things take over old Taco Bells. Yeah. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. There's you're a, like a, a Thai restaurant place? and an old Taco Bell by mm-hmm. my mom's house. One of the very old Taco Bells, you know, with the real mission brick. Oh, yeah. Those stars. are yeah, the really old they're ones. Real, yeah. They're gems now. You know uh, what you can't find anymore? Those old pizza huts that were refurbished. Oh, yeah. Those? Mm-hmm. There's For a, a uh, White Castle turned into accordion repair place in Minneapolis that oh. is baffling to me that an accordion repair place could have more longevity than a White Castle. That's really weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, There's it's a place uh, on Glendale Boulevard right near our house that's an accordion place. Huh. It's a major that. capital investment to have an accordion. <laughs> yeah. It's not something that you replace once you have one. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, all of the people that I know who are accordion players, which is more than you might imagine. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, Shout out to my friend Heather Cable, who also is learning mm. accordion. Yeah. They're kind of, you know, eco people, I guess. So they're into yeah. repairing. They're into, yeah. you know. Or the, rentals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's another that paradigm. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I'm not into renting uh, as an idea. I think it's a, I think it's a, a bad, terrible I think it's a bad deal. Yeah, because you are an investor, also. Uh, well, here I'm, in garbage town. I You're manage, a jack of all twa- I trades. manage rental properties. Yes, you manage rental properties, and, and uh, you think it's a bad deal, you, even though you're making money off of it. I know that it's a bad deal because <laughs> I'm making money off of it. And yeah. that's how you can guarantee it. Yeah. We had definitely um, have to do dream versus reality later. Oh, yeah. Because you, yeah. so, you have so much reality. So wait, how do you guys know each other? Oh. Uh, well, through Dylan. Uh, when right. I was in grad school, Dylan used to throw parties all the time okay. at his house. And Dylan and you went to high school together? Yeah, I guess yeah. the yeah. premise of this show time, is right? that it's people who moved to Los Angeles and, and why are they still here, but... This I now am the second person I think you're garbage Tonian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, we prefer the Native. term Angeleno, and uh, <laughs> I, no, for one, I for one, I for one wish you would all stop moving here. Um, Get out uh, or rent from me. Yeah, says Nick. no, I mean it would be bad for my business. I, I recognize that, but um, as a slumlord. Uh, I'm not a slumlord. I have very you're very yeah, good. Lord. I'm yeah. a slumlord. Uh, yeah, it's this one right here. Oh yeah. yeah, I've I've yeah. seen your guest house. Yeah, um, <laughs> oh but boy. we're in this we're in the same area. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I uh, I don't get why people keep coming here. I think, it, no offense to you guys, it appeals to really the most naive of America's or, small towners or mm-hmm. narcissistic. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, to be narcissistic is often to be naive. That's true. Um, that's true. Though, actually, although, although having never been either of those things, well, yeah. no, <laughs> I was like, shut it. Uh, no, having never uh, on having too. grown up in any of these places, how would you know? Yeah, how would you know? How would you know that they're better off there, or they should stay there, or they should go somewhere? I else? don't care whether they're better off <laughs> where they came from. That's another question. I know well, that. We're, you know, not necessarily better off. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's the point. Yeah. Uh, Um, um, But, you know, I love my town. I recognize that part of L.A. is, you know. Dreams. Hybrid vigor is what the biologists would call it. 
but um, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> that's really good. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't know if uh, you know, like, okay, we're we're right now we're in North Hollywood, mm-hmm. right? Why is North Hollywood called North Hollywood? It's I, not I really know. north of Hollywood. No. no, they just call it that so that when people move here from wherever, who don't want to live or can't they, afford, Hollywood. they know they want to live in Hollywood and they see how expensive it is, and then they see an apartment in North Hollywood, which must be. So right. close by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they move here. And then some of them live here for the rest of their lives. Um, yeah. And Yikes. I just thought it was to, you know, poach people away from beautiful Valley Village. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm from the West Side. Uh, wow. So there's a certain amount of snobbery involved in my worldview. Mm-hmm. There's no mm-hmm. separating I lived that from in, my uh, personality. Beverly Hills adjacent for eight years. You didn't live in that apartment under the 10. Did no, you? Because I lived I was right going to say calling Beverly that Hills. Beverly Hills adjacent is very generous. I know, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Did I Ryan lived do that? that? I lived. Did Ryan do that? Yeah. We're not. Ryan. I didn't live. Is in it important to him. the fan base of your show that they not know that you're married? I'm oh, sorry. no. Okay, oh, yes. Good. I'm, yeah. a, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a woman you've of the world. You've got constantly the fangirls, got uh, the fanboys fan out there. Yeah. dates for charities. Yeah, I love to just put myself out there. going to crush some hearts today. Oh, Lord. No, I think they know that I like to stay at home. Okay. That's mostly what I like to do. Yeah. And if there's someone else there, great. Well, let's talk about your dreams, Nick. Let's talk about my dreams. What were your dreams? Here's a question. As yeah. a native, Angelino, have those dreams happened? No. <laughs> uh, no. So you're still un- under the spell of garbage town then? Um, yes and no. I mean, you know, what I, if you'd asked me 10 years ago, if you'd asked me when I was getting out of college. When you were naive, would when you I, say? I didn't think so then, but I was. Um, oh, yeah. a narcissist mm-hmm. then. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, As we all are, go on. No, I mean, the, the essence of my cynicism is a kind of projection <laughs> but um yeah i mean i would have said it would be to write uh you know chinatown to oh write the God. next chinatown you're yeah. every you're my nightmare yeah mm-hmm. we're oh. out here oh boy. Um, oh boy chinatown is the best movie about los angeles in my it opinion. is a great movie i'm not um, saying i'm not trusting chinatown my problem with it is you go to film school and every person you encounter has their version of chinatown yeah mm-hmm. it's definitely one of those it's a problem uh yeah. and it's definitely a you know, it's kind of a, a mainstream choice. Sure. I mm-hmm. choke on the word sure. as I say it. But, uh, you know. I want to uh, write my national treasure. <laughs> well, I love uh, genre fiction. Okay. It's what I studied okay. in college. I studied uh, Borges, Jorge Luis Borges, the Argentine author. And a lot of his work is about, you know, deconstructing genre fiction, deconstructing detective stories in particular. And I've always, I'm very interested in the idea of, you know, Oedipus as the detective. I'm calling it. Yeah. He, Nick's too smart to yeah. be on our podcast. I know. Also way too accomplished <laughs> in a way. Like, he's, you're the most self-aware person I know. We uh-huh. really need people that are crippled by their depression. You can't explain why. I, I yeah. certainly am very limited in my life by <laughs> serious, all right. serious all right, depression and anxiety. Uh, yeah. Go right. on. Continue. Um, Continue. You're, yep. our, our, right. our, but, we approved. you know, what that's been like for me is, you know, I've wound up you know my actual uh you know catalog you know my actual cv such as Your it is canon. is uh, all bullshit um <laughs> and you know what i'd like is to you know work on what i want to do and i have very little patience to do any more bullshit 
So mm -hmm. that actually really hinders me in, you know, advancing my career in show business. Because um, it's gotten easier to say no to things that are garbage offers, but at the same yeah. time, it limits the amount, the well, volume of offers it, coming You know, in. it limits my ability to someday maybe make the thing that I, you know, would you know would give my life meaning uh -huh. i still uh -huh. you know i still subscribe <laughs> to that yeah. idea although yeah. i recognize it as being ridiculous but um at the same time i mean so what i what i notice about working in hollywood and what i notice about the people who move here is that they have an idea of what people in la are like so when they mm -hmm. come here Jonathan they gold said that yeah they yeah. they they emulate that but really all they're doing is perpetuating this idea and especially now that so much of tv is like real inside baseball it's like yeah. bojack horseman mm -hmm. is it, it like the best I, show on television well, if you're from here yeah i don't get i don't get don't what get uh you know people who d don't know anything about showbiz get why it they would watching. enjoy it yeah. yeah but those are the, the people who watch it and don't get it and then go out of their way to get it then they move here and then they want to live that life and so while I was, you know, working as an assistant, you know, the assistants that were over me in the assistant hierarchy, it was like, you know, they had endured a kind of ritualized humiliation. And what they were working for was to, you know, to pass it on. Uh -huh. And I really saw, you know, what a lot of people were working towards is becoming an assistant to a better person. And not, yes. mm -hmm. or like becoming not the best, you know, the best assistant or whatever, and not towards, you know, anything meaningful. Like I had this, uh, I was a, I was a reader, and I was like the first tier reader. I read uh -huh. the worst fucking stuff. And that I can many, I swear how, on this show? How many uh, things? Oh, swear away. How many like scripts would you read a day? Um, would you write cl classic coverage too with a grid and all of that? Um. Yes and no. Uh, I mean, it depends because mm -hmm. I would I was doing it part time, so I would pick up a bunch of scripts at the beginning mm -hmm. of the week, mm -hmm. and I, mm -hmm. you know, I'd give them yeah. my stuff at the end of the week. And so I was that's doing a lot of work for what you actually get paid. Yeah, I was doing it while well, I was doing it as an intern. I was just yeah. ten years ago. I wasn't getting paid anything, and I realized that. And I, you know, I wrote this guy an email. I sent him all my coverage from you know this week, and I was like, listen, this is taking up more of my time than I thought it was going to, and like, I, uh, you know. I'm excited, you know, to have this opportunity because I was still an idiot and I was excited to have <laughs> yeah, that opportunity. Yeah, it seemed like it was maybe an opportunity. And I wrote, you know, I wrote that guy an email and I was saying like, you know, I I'd like to keep doing this, but I can't keep doing it for free. Is there mm -hmm. any yeah. way, you know, you can pay me anything to do this? And this guy wrote me an absolutely scathing reply. He but wrote me this email that was, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was an intern. I was an unpaid intern for two years before I got this job and his job was to work in a windowless room uh, <laughs> on the and ground answer, floor. Answer calls. And frankly, uh, I, I mean, if I have any flaws, it's I'm too aware of what the good life consists I of. I thought you were going to say, uh, oh, windows. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I could never, like, if, if I, you know, if I had kept trying to work towards what this guy was talking about, I, I would have you know i would have off myself a while ago um yeah, you'd wake up right now and be like i'm a, i'm a top tier assistant yeah i'm a top tier assistant at a bottom tier agency yeah uh i worked my butt off to job. get here and it's well it's like you know there's some, like a you know a writer's assistant i think that goes somewhere well, that, but yeah, the jobs that, that i was so doing were nothing and now i'm you know i'm 31 years old i can't be a fucking assistant now it's always depressing you see the 
oldest, the oldest PA, the oldest yeah. assistant. It's just a bummer. And yeah. if you're listening and that's you, apologies. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know some <laughs> yeah. of you. I'm sorry. You know, you, you're doing, you're living, you know, you, you're doing what you have to do. Um, Here's but, the thing. Can we talk about coverage for a second? Because yeah. I think like a lot of our viewers might not fully. Yeah. Oh, that was two inside baseball. Well, for no. This show? So we have we have sort of like a uh, two kinds of audience members. We have mm-hmm. people not from LA who just like listen and want to hear about stay, like, what it's stay like. Home. Stay in your stay, stay home. Stay in your state. You yeah. know where they make <laughs> a lot of movies now? Georgia. Ohio, uh, Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great place Canada. for you to go. Mm-hmm. Canada. Uh, I would. Yeah. I could never, in good conscience, recommend anyone do that. But. Um, <laughs> Um, and then the other half is like people here who just want to know they're not alone in their feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Which, they might be. I mean, everyone, not, every, we're, we're, yeah. we feel that way too. If someone feels the same way as you, you're still alone in your feelings as they are in theirs. You, you, the, your awareness of someone else's feelings does not make your own experience any less isolating. At least not in my experience. I think it does. Mm. See, I, I think it makes me feel a little bit better. I don't know that it makes us like necessarily friends, but it makes me feel... It makes me feel like the uh, experience is universal, and therefore I don't feel like a it's complete total you. failure that's brought it on myself. Mm-hmm. You know, to me that says like some of it's out of my control, so I don't feel as helpless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I generally the, do think that is. you know I have brought it all on myself. <laughs> uh, well, and I think then I can do nothing I, to help I you. Think, you and know, I'm sorry about that. Like you know, I, I part of it is you know, is it just because uh, you know I'm not more disciplined? And, uh, you know, is it just because I'm lazy that I didn't want to put up with all this bullshit no, I to get think, what I wanted? I totally don't think so, because I, mm-hmm. I was an assistant. I've always wanted to do an assistant episode, but it's very hard, actually, to find assistants who will talk about it. Yeah, because they'll so start much. crying once they talk yeah, about they their bosses. Because no, their bosses no, are big get, babies. Their bosses have fired. been through well, the humiliation, fired. too. Or they're, or they're like It's so like the skull worried. and bones. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. but they never... Th- don't you find this amazing that people, they can go, like, they get to the top, finally, if they get there at all. And then... You would think, oh, I'm going to split and go either one or two ways. I'm going to perpetuate the cycle of abuse mm-hmm. or I'm not going to be that guy and I'm going to give. And I've only worked for like one or two people like that who are like, I'm going to give you a shot and like and like let you learn from me rather than like steer you around out of fear. Mm-hmm. But you can't get assistants to come on because they're so worried about mm-hmm. this getting out and getting yeah. back to somebody that they won't and do. And not it. being able to become the assistant it. to the next higher tier of person. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then somehow getting like the next job after that. Because we're talking... It's not like, you, you know... You're not yeah. an assistant for a year. That's the thing that people from here don't understand. You're an assistant for a couple of years because there mm-hmm. are different tiers like Nick is saying. And then you move move up and then hopefully you get one that leads to a writer's assistant gig which yeah. gets you a staff writing job or a producer assistant which makes you an ap and yeah, then yeah someday someday right yeah but so. a lot of the time but not so time, much no. and i think part of it too is when i you know when i got out of school was the absolute you know bottom of the market were you in 08 uh 09 oh yeah it's so terrible. i was i was working here through 08 and it yeah. was awful the work totally dried up um and uh you know so it it was ruthless competition for these really for the worst jobs for in the these world. awful jobs and i guess if you know if my choice was i have to you know go back to you know poughkeepsie uh, you're not from Poughkeepsie, are you? Poughkeepsie. No, no, I have never <laughs> been to Poughkeepsie, and no, if my I'm life continues on its present trajectory, I never will go to Poughkeepsie. <laughs> but um, you know, if that was my choice, am I going to have to, you know, uh, kiss uh, fucking David Permit's ass for another two years, or go or back try to and explain to him over the phone yeah. where to fucking park, just mm-hmm. GPS it, you moron, as though yeah. you can see, yeah, as though eyes. I can see where he's at, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, or whatever the fuck it is. 
I just, I guess, you know, for your own sake, you are not talking about David Perman. Oh, God, no. Yeah, okay. I don't even know who uh, that is. Um, yeah, me yeah. Well, he drew a lot of water back in my day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'm yeah. sorry, David. Um, but, you know, he doesn't know who I am, so I think it's fine <laughs> for me to say it yeah. on this podcast. Uh, you know, I had this other, I had a job where I worked for this guy who was 83 years old at the time, and he's still kicking, but yeah. he hadn't produced a movie since... Uh, yellow face was still cool. Um, you know, I, the other thing that I saw was someone like this guy where you kind of, you know, like a hermit crab, mm-hmm. you get in mm-hmm. to your little crevasse, old Taco Bell, never yep. to Take be dislodged. Yep. Um, where yep. it was like the office was falling apart. This guy's condo was falling apart, but they were just getting, you know, enough in that they could have an intern. And I got this job because they had stopped paying their lawyers. And I they didn't need their lawyers to close any deals. Well, anymore. no, 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 no. They owed them quite a bit of money. Oh, but fuck. my no, mom's best friend was in accounts receivable for their law firm. So they oh, took God. me on as a way of staving off having to pay their legal bills. Okay. Which okay. should have been a warning to me not to go to work that's for them. A, but, that's a red yeah, flag right um, there. Seems like a weird barter. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. and I do like this guy, at, sure, you know, sure. and I, he was like kind of a caricature of like 70s Hollywood. It's like a Hollywood yeah. producer type. Yeah. He yeah. gave me Robert a lot Evans. of great advice. He said, Robert if, Evans, uh, right. if you know that a uh, woman is fucked, Henry Miller, stay away from her. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Um, oh boy. Um, Whoa. yeah, it was a different time, yeah. but I've. I've kept to that advice. Uh, <laughs> Something I, I carry with yeah, me. It's that's probably easier and easier it. these days. Yeah. Uh, they're, <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, I got to, part of my job because they weren't doing anything was I got to drive this guy's Mercedes around Beverly Hills. He had a Shiba Inu. He was the first guy with a Shiba Inu. Oh, that's, that was um, like a thing here five years ago. Everybody had Yeah, one. he had it nine years ago. Yeah. Um, and so I was riding around Beverly Hills in with this Shiba guy's Inu. convertible Mercedes with a Shiba Inu. And, you know, I was getting looks. And I knew that none of those girls had been with Henry Miller, so it was good to go. <laughs> um, so that was you nice. Knew all the rules. Yeah. yeah, and I did. You know, I worked on this uh, project that I was. You know, I was a you know junior development person. That was uh-huh. what, uh, allegedly what I was there to be doing. And uh, we worked on this project that was about uh, Putin uh, oh. poisoning people. And so now, if we were True trying story. to do this, it you know it, it would have really gone somewhere. But ten years ago, people didn't care about you know mm-hmm. Putin. So. You know, I wound up learning a lot about the FSB, formerly the KGB, mm-hmm. yeah. as a result of working on this, you know, script, which was pretty ludicrous. But, you know, it, it just the whole experience is pretty negative. It wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. So that was when I started uh, doing this video resume thing, which was also absolute dead end. Totally fucking stupid. Oh, yeah, um, I want to hear about that a little bit. Uh, well, you know. They wanted me to come and like write, you know, copy for people's video resumes yeah. and to write, you know, uh, promotional copy for this Are these startup. Like sizzle reels for people? for people. Yeah, and it's a concept oh. that has not taken off for a reason. And well, the guy, I mean, it's yeah. kind of like IGTV, yeah. only like more professional and less like, look at my ass. Well, the yeah. idea was that you would pay us five hundred dollars. Nope. Uh, no. To have someone come no. to your house and and like make you a video, make a video. And <laughs> um, oh my God, this is such like also that is so much work for wow for nothing it's for so something much and work. so uh, 
you that know, is not a sustainable model. No. Through that job, Much I like wound coverage. up. I wound up working for a more profitable part of the company, which was these local market TV commercials. So I wrote a bunch of local market TV commercials for this like stem cell based wrinkle Do treatment. Do you have a favorite? Um, they were all of these commercials. I mean, yeah. no. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can go back in time six years and watch TV in Coral Gables, Florida, if you want to see them. Well, but yeah. I think this guy has been put in jail. So, <laughs> um, you know. Well, I have a question. Yeah. Let's go back to coverage really quick. Mm-hmm. What was the worst script you ever read? Because I will always remember mine. Uh, yes, it was about a the president's vampire. Yes. Where oh, this, um, sounds, this sounds good. Uh, <laughs> yoink! Just took yeah. that. Uh, oh, boy. A- allegedly, at some point during the Civil War, you know, when the Union armies were in the South, which is crawling with vampires, uh, <laughs> they, yeah. you know, yeah. there was some kind of bargain was struck between President Lincoln and this one vampire who was forever bonded to serve the presidency of the United States. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So for the most secret missions you know there was this vampire that they had on call and it was really dumb uh really <laughs> very dumb. it seems a little bit like uh what was abe lincoln vampire hunter yeah, yeah. i like think an early draft. you know they remember when you know maybe like 12 years ago sort of at the beginning of the internet being as terrible as it is now everyone was into ninjas versus pirates yeah you know the vampire the vampire president thing is like a real forced meme or like you know people were into bacon you know man bacon that's a forced meme you know and i i can't get into this pride and prejudice and zombies because it's such a because it's so good because we saw it it's no i mean because it's it's (laughs) we did a little work on it we did a little work on it we did full disclosure sorry Uh, it's intellectually lazy um (laughs) is what is what i want to say intrinsically wonderful um well okay um open for debate that's open, what we've been why is it always lincoln with the vampires yeah, why is why it like that? garfield well probably because it's true okay uh, yeah. and then also because yeah. people know who lincoln is i think you have to consider that the public is uh, quite stupid so um you know you can't count on them to know president garfield uh, you can't. I mean, that's true. Yeah. If well, you, you would if he was fighting vampires. I think people would remember yeah. that. If the real President Garfield were famous for <laughs> being a vampire hunter. Being a vampire hunter. Well, no, it's not even that Lincoln was a vampire hunter in this script. It was that he became the, you know, through some kind of blood magic, the master of this vampire who was eternally bound to the destiny of the United uh-huh. States of America. Uh-huh. America's um, vampire. America, America's the president's vampire. vampire. Yeah. Um, and no, specifically, this vampire was a part of the executive branch. Um, <laughs> okay. Like that yeah. actually, ca- that comes up. <laughs> like the kind of- Is he the fourth branch or no, is he the, just sort of snuck no, in under executive? It, it yeah. presages yeah. what, you know, the neocons would come to call the unitary executive theory of government. You know, that- <laughs> yes, uh-huh, uh-huh. That, um, that was mentioned in Vice. Uh, yes. So this movie yeah. sounds like a, like a prequel to Vice. A precursor, absolutely. Yes, this yeah. is a prequel. Uh, I'm wondering if you couldn't recognize greatness when you saw it. <laughs> Just, uh, um, it was a big pass from me. And then there was, <laughs> a, there was another one that was, you know, that one was kind of like, it's. I remember it because it's funny. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, but there was another one that was like about a girls cheerleading team. And it was clearly written by uh, this guy in upstate New York 
who was the but not from Syracuse, definitely from Ithaca, right? I uh, no idea. Um, Just say yes, uh, yes, Good. certainly from from Syracuse. Uh, <laughs> or wait, was I? Which one was it? Ithaca. Ithaca. Oh, certainly from Ithaca. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but it was about a guy who, you know, was like trying to coach his daughter's, you know, cheerleading squad, mm-hmm. and it had all these things that were clearly inside jokes with yeah. him and the, you know the girls and now it sounds creepy as i'm saying it i guess <laughs> but it was actually like there was a real tenderness there there was there okay. was real mm-hmm. emotion in it but it was god awful um, oh, and that was like heartbreaking you know cuz this was at a time he put his life into it yeah too. and this was yeah. at a time when i really related to that you know yeah. i was putting my life into into, you know, into mm-hmm. stuff and you know, not not all of the stuff that I've written is great. I'm well, ashamed to say. Well, but uh, let's talk but, about the yeah. one that did go somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's not so much that it went somewhere as it it came. And uh, it'll to never leave us. you alone. Yeah. Yes. And it'll be if I don't get another movie made, it's going to be. First off, let's tombstone. just cel- take a second here to celebrate. Nick's had a movie made. Nick's had a movie made. That's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Um, yes, by a very generous application of the term, I am a professional writer. <gasps> um, That's a big deal, though, yeah. in Garbage Town. I'm aware. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm aware. And I thought I was real hot <laughs> shit at the time. Um, <laughs> Could you yeah. tell us what it felt like when you got the call that it was like, your movie's been greenlit? Well, here's did what it think, is. Did you is, think? Did you think this it, is it? I'd like to say now, for the record, for the people who are looking at my IMDb page, <laughs> oh, uh, that this film was not my idea. That my writing partner and I were hired to rewrite it. Okay, and all right. It was a total rewrite. So it wasn't an say original. the title, but it wasn't. Say it, say it. Say the title. You are aware of it. I am aware. Yeah, of it. it's, it's in the bio. It's zombies versus strippers. Yes. is the name of the film. Uh, and it's not zombie strippers starring Jenna Jameson. It's Zombies meant versus. It's strippers. meant to confuse people into renting it at the Redbox <laughs> machine. Uh, and uh, you know there were certain things that we couldn't change. I like, specific, like the title because they wanted to specifically confuse people to getting this movie. Yeah, because at the time, you know, it's like Atlantic Rim and yeah. Exa- uh, oh, <laughs> e- exactly. Yeah. And you know, it was from this company uh, who produced a lot of cult horror classics Uh but just sort of totally gave up on that part of the business model and are now you know you know who am i to say but um they produce a lot of what you might call schlock um but but i thought you were gonna say softcore (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. but but what was it like when you got the phone call that it was like this movie is getting made you know, it's it, it's elation. Right? Yeah, it's embarrassing to think back, but I was elated. Yeah, and I had this job at a marijuana dispensary at the time, <laughs> and the person that I was working for was really toxic, more toxic than anyone I've worked for in show business. I'm I'm happy to say. Did you make the mistake of being like, and now it's time to quit and go be a Hollywood writer? Well, no, I was going to quit this job anyway. Okay, because right. this guy was um, out of his mind, and he was a you know. A veteran of the invasion of Panama. He was an wow. Operation oh, Just Cause veteran. Very specific. And I think he was really the, you know, I, I think. Most invasions are. I mean, I guess. N- you know, this guy, I think, cut a pretty wide swath through the Panamanians. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and then he had gone on to operate like a tourist trap bar in Brazil for, you know, 24 years. Right. Mm. Um, and come back. And, and the guy was just, you know, a real asshole. And he, and you could 
could tell it was, you know, he was like an orphan. He had, oh, you know, orphan who'd killed people. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and, you know, he had a lot of theories about, you know, you, you weren't really a man until you had killed someone. So, Ooh. wow, that's, um, that's hard to stake sustain. Are high. Yeah. yeah. You don't think of that as the kind of person that's in the marijuana business, but, you know, but certainly getting that call, you know, were you like, this is it? It gave Hollywood me the last calling? push I needed to get out of there. Well, no, not really. I mean, I, I, I think I knew that it wasn't you know, a big thing, but it was enough for me to get out of that job. Yeah. And it was very, it was exciting. It was yeah. really exciting. And I, you know, I was telling everybody all the time, you know, mm-hmm. you remember, I was, you know, I was pretty pleased with myself. I was, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the cat who got the mouse. But, I remember uh, some conversations. Yep. Yeah. And this may come as a shock to you and your listeners, but I might have been a real asshole about it. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know. You weren't that bad. No, you weren't no. That sure. Bad. Everybody, uh, gets, everybody yeah. gets excited, too. It's yeah. very yeah. exciting because the wins are so few and far between. Yeah. You, you have to celebrate them a little bit. Well, it, I very quickly came to see, you know, that it wasn't necessarily a win. Uh, you know, cause I was, then I was the script supervisor. I went on set. My writing partner directed it. Oh, really? And, um, you know, that was like a whole thing. This guy's father had directed a lot of cult horror classics in the 1980s, which is how he had gotten in Mm -hmm. touch with the people making this movie. Trevor Coppola. Uh, Yeah, Trevor Coppola. (laughs) And Uh, the uh, best Coppola. But Uh. then they brought his father on to set as like a producer. So it was like a whole edible you, thing I was gonna on say, set. Were you yeah. watching like, my, their family history This play is my out? second Oedipus mention of the show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when, I get to, to when I get to three, everyone is going to get a free we're Casper just... mattress. Um, <laughs> Sweet. I don't, yeah. know if you, I don't know if you have any <laughs> sponsors true? on this program yeah. or not. Oh, God, no. Okay, no. well then. I mean, um, we almost got Ped Bands the first season, but yeah. we didn't. We're hoping for trash cans this season. Yeah. It's a place knock to put on, your Knock on wood. Okay. Recycle bins for all. But... Yeah, so there was like a real psychodrama there, and they wanted us to make this movie for like really no money in like a week and a half in one mm-hmm. location. Oh yeah, it was oh, yeah. ten and days. Yep. Yeah, you know it was a real shit show, uh, and the movie doesn't look very good. I think the writing stands up. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know. Evergreen. Not lazy like that other zombie. Yeah. And <laughs> there was a whole. Not like z- was zombie yeah. cheerleaders. This is zombies versus cheerleaders. Zombies versus strippers. Strippers. Oh, and it ta- oh, no, I mean, it, it, it reflects my sense of humor accurately. Uh, I, I, I'd have to say that. You felt it was a good representation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mm-hmm. do. And I think it, you know, it also preserves elements of Greek drama in that. <laughs> Um, Edipal, everyone gets a Casper. Is this is not. Yeah, no, no, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Everybody. So close. Everyone yeah. just like, everyone just held their yeah. breath for the Casper. Yep. Mm-hmm. All three listeners but, were like, oh, uh, it's oh, happening. So close. No, what I mean is that because there was no money for anything to happen in sure. the movie, most of the movie is people coming into the movie and saying that things are happening elsewhere, <laughs> yep. uh, which is yep. what happens in a Greek drama. I uh, was once yeah. on a set. Where I was mm-hmm. the I was elevated from PA to key set PA by Wednesday to second second AD by Friday, and it was on a movie for Master P and Dominique Swain. You were in the No Limit production <sighs> family. Yes, that's great. I, I briefly and worked for Russell Simmons. Ah, you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, um, 
And uh, I once had to, uh, it was so bad that like the bathrooms ran out of water, you know, the mm-hmm. mini wagons ran out of water. So they were like, well, you guys can go into the Frontier Hotel, which is where we were filming down, downtown. Mm-hmm. Not a good section. You had to go with a guard so you didn't get attacked by an addict. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. only allowed to mm-hmm. film on one through um, and floor 11. All the floors in between were like full of th- junkies, full of mm-hmm. junkies yeah. and like a little bit like Westworld Mall. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. It was, oh, boy. Yeah. So what was that like? Those are the people don't really understand that, like, not every movie is a Hollywood set. Like you see Ray Liotta in a Chantix commercial and you're like, that's what a Hollywood set looks um, like. <laughs> they Most of them are pretty independent and running. Well, most this of them are was eating lunch in a parking lot. This yeah. was Out of a like bag of El Apolio Loco. we were shooting it in an abandoned nightclub yep. downtown, which has since been torn down. And, you know, like part of it was, you know, there's a there's a scene, there's a lap dance scene in the movie. In so a I'm stripper gonna, movie? Yeah. Weird. Um, wow. That's weird. And uh, that scene was an investor in the movie who had been goaded uh, into parting with, oh you know, 40 God. or $50,000. Oh um, and he got a lap dance. And so he's in the movie for a minute yeah. as like an extra getting a lap dance. Wow. Um, yeah. And I mean, probably got a lot of lap dances because you got to shoot probably. that thing from a lot yeah, of a angles. Of times. Well, the problem was that none watching. of the actresses in the film were, were dancers. Dancing. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and then there was like no music playing, right? That's another thing people don't know yeah. about yeah. movie yeah. scenes. Yeah. If there's ever a party quiet. scene, if there's ever a dancing scene, there is no sound in that yeah. scene. Yeah, and people when people miming. when people move here, they are often tricked into being extras yes, in party scenes. Yes, I was scenes. an extra. Yeah, well, because yeah. they te- your friends tell you, oh, we're making this movie. It's our it's our so baby. Fun. It's our dream project. Mm-hmm. We need you to come be uh, you know in the party scene. And we get a lot of our friends to be zombies in this movie. So cool. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've done but it too. I've, but I've been uh, uh, I've, I've been, been on both like sides that. of this. Yeah, yeah. but I've been uh, in lots of projects where there there are party scenes and it never ceases to amaze me how people interpret the words you're having a you're, you're partying. Having, you're having a fun time you're yeah. having a you're fun having time a good time you're 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 partying because it's it's wildly different and everybody's at a different party at in an instant sure i do <laughs> yes Sarah, i do there was a, we shot an episode of in an instant for um mm-hmm. 2020 in minnesota sarah jean directed it uh when it's night let's say that on saturday mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. um but there was a party scene <laughs> in which, what did she do? She had a red cup, and we started on it. was a tracking shot. Yeah, right? it was like the weirdest dance I had ever seen. And I, I, every time we'd be like, what is she doing? And then the AD, because you're not allowed to talk to extras if you're directing, um, the AD would go over and say something. And uh, much to my chagrin, I was, you know, in my mind, I was like, this, whatever, it's a tracking shot. We're just, we're going to cut past Sweet it. Pack. They... The, in the she edit, she she's front and yeah. center. She's front and center. Yeah. She's the start of the shot. She's, we hold on the the she's, saving she's grace. Doing what though. I call bopping. Yeah, not yeah, kind of like a weird bopping. Yeah. But the saving grace is it's off speed. And so if you watch that in real speed, it seems like she's having some sort of like mild seizure, stroke. Yeah. Or seizure, oh my god! You know? Yeah. But in slow motion, it almost looks like she's pulsating to some beat that exists, like a little bit of shoegaze. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But yeah. Oof. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> a lot of these extras are, you know, and that's a world that I'm not too familiar with. Oh, but I that's am. a it's an it's a community. I the, think uh, the you yeah. good at it. I think you'd enjoy it. You'd actually, um, you I've been what? a terrible extra in a lot of your MFA classmates' yeah. films. Yes. I look I into the camera played. reflexively yeah. from and from. I have a penetrating gaze. You can see me looking into the <laughs> camera from a mile away. Um, you? Yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. I played uh, Sarah Jean in her own film. Yeah. 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 It was very weird. She did a good job. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that I was you. I created a scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I created yeah. a scene with the... We uh, actually... You might not know this, but Jackie has her own school of acting. I do. It's called the Jackie Vleck School of Acting. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you w- can actually, maybe take some classes be, and she can tone a, down your, your gaze. You'd be a student because I always advise hard eye contact Hard eye contact with the camera, with the camera mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. As in, you want to sweep by and slow down mm-hmm. as you're right behind the, like, the talent so that you yeah. can lock mm-hmm. eyes and ruin the shot. Well, that's also... That's like you know, there's a lot of movies with Jim Belushi was an extra in. And mm-hmm. he oh, had a whole really? theory of doing like what you're describing this woman doing of just trying to get On in the screen. movie. Yeah. There's so many that do it. Yeah. They have all strategies. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I once was like, <laughs> so much trouble. Because I worked on sets so much that every once in a while, like, especially when I was early on, they would give me like, yeah. if you're a PA, they would like just fill in. Yeah. You know? yeah. And we were on a casino shoot and um, we were supposed to sit at the slot machines and, and yeah. pull the fucking yeah. lever yeah. and yeah. just sit there and don't do anything but pretend like you're playing yeah. the slot machine. And they were like, whatever you do, just don't don't look. don't don't hit that. There's like a button don't that's like the it. cash out button, right? Uh. <laughs> don't hit the cash out button, but just sit here and you know, you're like right? And they literally are like action and the first thing I do, just like whack-a-mole, is hit that fucking button. <laughs> and I don't know what in my brain what I was thinking because it was blinking, you know? Oh, so yeah. I was like, bam! And all this money came pouring out because right? they had been it for the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Did you win? And so my reaction, though, like it's not like I'm winning an I'm not winning money. I'm like, oh, I'm so fucked. You yeah. know, in so trouble. I'm like sitting there being like trying to like kind of push it well, back it's in the, and like blend in. It's the production's <laughs> yeah. money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got um, moved. I uh, moved yeah, back. I got moved yeah. to the back and told not to play the slot machine. No. I'm just looking at it. <laughs> You're just looking at it. <laughs> yeah. I once uh, I was an extra for a little while when I first moved out. And let's just say it is a tough job. You you make forty dollars a day if you're non-union. That's how you mm-hmm. start. So the only way to make money is if you go into like uh, like overtime and then like mm-hmm. golden time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a guy, and you do see the same people everywhere, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a community. It's a community. Yeah. There was a guy named Kirby who was always in the background and they would he would always end up sitting out the whole day because you'd you'd watch an AD put him and just be like, all you need to do is walk in this street scene and they'd go action and he'd run. He'd just take <laughs> off. He'd bolt yeah. back and forth and back and forth. And so like after a couple takes, inevitably he'd just be paid to sit everywhere because yeah. they couldn't they couldn't use him. It was insane. That's actually a good strategy. It's like trying to get out of jury duty kind of pretending he just to sat be crazy. There. Yeah, yeah. Probably had a good book. Oh my god. Free right? coffee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you've got to bring a book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's another guy who was a DJ on um, our radio station for a long time, Peter Choice, who uh, wherever he is, I hope he's well. He was big into being an extra, and I've seen him in the background of like Law and Order, you know, whichever mm-hmm. ones they film out here. I guess Law and Order's on New York, but some, you know, courtroom shit or whatever. Like a CSI and or something. And he just always looks deranged. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and because, you know, the people, yeah. and, you know, I, I've done shows with Peter, and we've had a, a lively back and forth, so I feel okay saying this. But I mean, like, you see a lot of these extras are, are deranged people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they game the system. Yeah. And, like, it's all about getting union. You have to get three. I mean, mm-hmm. this is like back when I did it years ago, yeah. so this may have changed. But you had to get three gold vouchers. It always reminded me mm-hmm. of the golden ticket in Charlie's yeah. Cho- yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory to become Union. Uh. And I remember as a body double in the mo- movie Stick It, nice. I was awarded two gold oh, vouchers. Oh, so amazing. Yes. Uh. 
and I was close to a third, but then I got a real job as an assistant, and I almost wanted to be an extra. How long, how, how long yeah. do those uh, last? I those think they're good for like 10 years. It mm. takes a long so time. So you want to... I could join. Could do mm-hmm. it, yeah. I could join and start my acting yeah, school, dig, finally. Dig those out, uh, yeah. finally, yeah. I studied the Meisner technique. I don't know <laughs> if that's going to be compatible with the, um, the Vleck I mean, method. If you have a hard eye contact, like I said, top yeah. of class. Top of your yeah. class. Yeah. Um, let's play question. Dream for Reality. Oh, I, just, I have one question. Okay. My first question is... An only question. It's a two-parter. only necessary question. So you're, you do a radio show. I do a radio you show. You do a radio Wait, show. Plug it properly right yeah. here, right now. Uh, well, I'm kind of on the fence about doing that because the show is anonymous. Uh, I play uh, a ca- Yeah, because that's what I was going to yeah. ask okay, you about right. how much of your character... How much of your character is you? How much of your character is your character? How much of my character in person? Like, is my personality... On the radio show. ...completely affected? Oh. We've grown a lot closer together. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You know, it started off as kind of based on the sort of person that I knew with my father growing up in the marina, uh, like desperate boat guys. Um, <laughs> and uh, That is, that is a type that. of person that did not exist where I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yet you seem to be doing okay here. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, but like as I get older, you know, I'm becoming more conservative. And I'm becoming, you know, more bitter and disappointed myself instead of being a 22-year-old who's mm-hmm. ready to make fun of that kind of person. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I am becoming that kind of person. So, I'm, you know, it's like an ironic punishment. At, um, at 31, you're the man you made fun of at 21. Yeah, not quite. Not, it's not quite <laughs> that bad. Mm-hmm. I've never been divorced, but I, I think that's <laughs> partially, you know, because uh, I, I don't have enough stick to get married in the first place. My, uh, so in a way, you know, the fact that I've never been divorced is a personality defect. It's a failure. Uh, it's a failure. It's because a f- you just didn't get around to getting married. I, it's, yeah. I, I've, I've yes. failed to get into position to fail. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, you know, but yeah, we're very, we've gotten a lot closer. And I dress the way that he does now. And, uh, you know, the other, as what Bohr has called, El Otro Yo, the other mm-hmm. me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, just because nobody can see it uh, Nick's sort of a, a sharp I would say preppy dresser yes. uh, well, very East Coast n- when I'm dr- you know in fall say- and winter I do not dress like my character in mm-hmm. spring and summer I do but mm-hmm. I try to I try to it's dress a little bit seasons. Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I went to school back east, and I don't feel like I fit in among them. But uh, I think that if I could change something about Los Angeles, I would make people willing to be more formal, like less friendly than the receptionist here. And, <laughs> um, oh, burn. You know, I That's never, I hate it when people are friendly with me and I know they're lying. I don't like uh, when people hug me and I, we've only just met. That's the thing about like general meetings that I don't like. I only want to hug people that I know very well. Oh, you, I, mm. I never want to hug in a meeting. It's um, weird, right? Yeah. I, <sighs> I, I don't mind it. <laughs> I, 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 don't touch me. I, I don't know you. I feel like part of what's so infuriating about working in Hollywood is that there is a very rigid hierarchy. But everyone acts as if, you know, it's egalitarian uh, or as if yeah, they have yeah, e- yeah. as if they hold egalitarian mm-hmm. principles, which they, they don't. don't. And, yeah. I, you know, I wish they wouldn't have to pretend. I think, you yeah. know, having to exist in a hierarchy, if there's formality, you can retain dignity when you're lower on the hierarchy. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if you have to exist in a hierarchy and then pretend that you're happy and that you're friends and that it's, you're playing it fast and loose yeah. like everybody else. It's yeah. humiliating and it's ridiculous. 
And I, you know, to me, that just bothers me on a philosophical level. I understand that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't even think of how many times you've been in like a room or something and you'd be like, pass me that pen and they'll be like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. literally, but they're just like, don't talk to me. We were in that read. Yeah. 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 Like, we were invited to a read along with a bunch of other writers to comment on these two other writers who were like, this is just like, they, but we're they like were, a family. Were, yeah, yeah, we're like a family, but they were like, they were pretty high level. And we, we were actually really sort of, what would you say? Like touched to be invited. Yeah. Right? Like happy to be company. there. Yeah, yeah. Happy to be there. And then the moment you open your mouth to give a note, you give one thing and you're like, Oh, we're not supposed to speak. We're just supposed to sit here and tell you how great you are. Yeah. Yeah. And well, we were like, why are we here? Yeah. And then you also realize that they don't think that anyone in this room that they've invited is as good as them. Yeah. yeah. That that's the actual reason why you're there. Yeah. I took all the pens. Yeah. Cause good. I was all like, if you're going to treat me this way, I'm going to take all the and pens. I took two sparkle They're waters nice and pens. I put them in my purse. Yeah. So don't invite us to your reads because yeah. we'll steal we'll your shit it's water. like it's pretentious even that someone is called someone whose career is professionally to be an assistant their whole life they'll be an assistant to higher and higher tier people that you know used to be called a secretary and that's something that like makes sense but if you're an assistant the whole time then there's like this you know this pretense that you know there's not a you know a real hard delineation between you and your boss even though there really is uh, and it's like, if you were in some ways, you know, if you were in this life and you knew what you were and you knew what you were doing, it would be, it would cause less cognitive dissonance, it would cause you less suffering yeah. to be an assistant for your entire life. If you had a job that you understood was to be someone's assistant for your entire life. Well, I think the other yeah. problem with being an assistant is you get to a high level and you think the person right above is going to reward you and like tip you into being mm -hmm maybe an executive or junior executive or whatever it yeah. is, then glorified assistant. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes you literally have to leave that company or, or anything close to it to be seen as not an assistant anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You'll never get rewarded there. And even if you do, you're still seen as that person. It's like yeah. you literally have mm -hmm. to, you've worked so hard with all these same people and then you have to leave them to be seen as a thing that you stayed there to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really weird. It's perverse. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's totally perverse. Yeah. What is, you know, we've been kind of talking about what the reality is, but like, what is the dream versus reality? Like, what would your ideal scenario be for mm -hmm. yourself right now? I'd be living like Charlie's alien. Or no, that's his son. I'd be living like Steve's alien. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I'd be living in Chautauqua Canyon. I'd have a convertible. And, uh, you know, I'd be cranking out Munichs and social networks uh, left and right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a great dream. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great dream. I mean, that's a cool life. Um, and, you know, I feel like, you know, I've got a Schindler's List in me. Um, <laughs> I just feel like that's a teacher. Like, we've all got a Schindler's yeah, List uh, in uh, I, And yeah. then I, I think, like, in your canon, zombie versus strippers would be the one that you kind of, like, dock to the bottom of the IMDb that everyone yeah. pretends never happened. Uh, it's occurred to, it's tried to take something off IMDb? Impossible. It's impossible. It's occurred to me to change my name to write things that I think are good now, which yes. is fucked up. But that's I think that's what it's gonna come Hot to. Tip. Mm -hmm. yeah. Change your name. <laughs> yeah. Hot and tip. I've got some I've I think tell me if you think this sounds too fake. Harvey Lombard. Oh no, that's yeah, good. It sounds like oh, it sounds voice. like a I don't know. I feel like it sounds like a either a former athlete. Oh or I don't the Lombardi See, trophy. Yeah. yeah. It reeks of old Hollywood to me. Well, yeah, well, because it's, it's definitely feel. the sort of thing that you change your name to to sound more American. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, to sound less like, like whatever you are. But it doesn't sound young because Harvey isn't a young name. Yeah, it no. makes you sound old. It's actually, it's my porn name. It was ah. my, it was my, 
mom's cat when I was a kid and the street that we lived on in the Palisades. Thank you. Oh. Uh, mine is Pepsi Mankato. Pepsi oh. Mankato. That's mm-hmm. got a certain ring mm-hmm. to it. I don't hate you it. Know. Misty Sierra. That's, that's perfect. Cool. Yeah. That's Absolutely really great. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That might be a romance yeah. novel that name. Might, oh, that might be it. Yeah. My mom's yeah. romance novel name is Kitty Moriarty. Oh, yeah. that's oh. good. She that's is good. a dream. Yeah. yeah. But so I guess... You that's know, the dream? Steve's alien is the dream. Got uh, it. And, but I don't think that that's a kind of person that's going to exist anymore. Um, yeah, I think so yeah. much of it's changing. Yeah, I think so much of the world that I grew up with, the world that we grew up with, is not going to exist in any recognizable way. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm literally at the point where I think, you know, a really serious job that people are going to have to go back to is peasant. There's not going to be. I I got a sweet resume for that. No, there's not going to be gas for the tractors. So someone's going to have to, you know, all of the people who are right now doing meaningless bullshit here. We're gonna have to get them out in the fields if and if, yeah. if we're all gonna live. You know who um, they, you never find yeah. in uh, like The Walking Dead? Comedy yeah. writer. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Or yeah. well, I mean, that's true. Or yeah. director of music videos. Here's yeah. the thing: is or that The Walking Dead creative. takes IGTV place. Creative. It takes yeah. place in Georgia. So unless they were on location when the apocalypse happened. You know, they would more likely be on Fear the Walking Dead, the Los Angeles yeah. spin, nah. yeah. which. I will say now, I feel like this is a podcast kind of thing to say, and I really was hoping to see a lowrider zombie shootout. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I really feel like, you know, what's the thing that really is going to kill people in the apocalypse is that our society is so atomized. Most people don't have any kind of, this is, and L.A. in particular is a very yeah. isolating city. People don't have a support network, you know, and I feel like the show evades that completely which was so that was going to be great i wanted to see low riders people shooting zombies out of low riders and i guess they probably didn't do that because it sounds so exploitative but i don't care you know i know i know that i said you know what i wanted to write was chinatown but what i really want to write is you know Fear the Walking Dead. Low riders versus zombies you might, that's you the follow up yeah. closer you yeah and, you know than you thought Well, Nick, we have a segment on the show we like to call Red Flags. Red Flags. I'm ready to I'm ready to hear them. Yeah. And uh, that's they're called Red Flags because we've gone and we've scoured the internet in a in a freelance economy in a gig based economy to find you some opportunities that could really really change your life here. Oh God, yeah. I've I've fallen for some dumb stuff in my okay, time well, too. So we've picked uh, out yeah. the ones that have the biggest red flags, but we're trying. I think and you and it's like a game flag. for me to pick the red flags. Well, we're or gonna. Yeah, do I win a Casper mattress? Um, we haven't said Oedipus again. <laughs> oh well, I, I don't know if it counts if you say. It. I know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So here's here's a couple of choice jobs that seem mm-hmm. very lucrative. A lot of room for lateral growth. <laughs> Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this first one is auditioned for audio drama. And I picked it for you because, you know, uh, you're on the radio. I have such a velvety mm-hmm. voice. Yep. Yeah. you got yeah. a good voice. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no compensation for this. Uh, great exposure. Yeah, great exposure. Great exposure. Even though you no know. one can see you. Yep, something something mm-hmm. for your, your reel. They, they include two monologues mm-hmm. for you to reco- self-record so and send. So we could do one here today. I think we should. I think we should do an, an audition right now. Now, do you want to be prosecutor? Or Dr. Stowe? 
Uh, doctor, please. Doctor. Is it a medical doctor? Can I ask that, or is it a professor? You know, they don't tell you. Okay, I'll do, I'll do Doctor Stowe here. <laughs> okay, Doctor Stowe. Is it on? Is it in the ad? Yes. Oh, it's in the ad. They don't. They don't want to actually meet you. Uh, could you please slate yourself? <clears throat> okay, this is Nick Francamano reading for the part of Doctor Stowe. <laughs> Take one. Ava, you have got to stop these games. You are stopping. Do you hear me? My cell is blowing up. My home phone is blowing up. I don't give a damn what you say to whom. These intimidations are over. I am coming over, and when I get there, and from this moment forward, we are mature adults. No harassment, no threats. Hear this. <laughs> that was good. Now, can you do it again? But this time, you and Ava have a sordid past. Yeah. I thought that was implicit in the dialogue. No, but, no, no. Uh, you I, want, I, you I, want I me to do it as if I've still got a little tenderness. Uh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. She's not an ex-wife. She's like with a current, restraint. a current, like, fuck buddy. Yeah. Well, this, so is, with a little this is like a mistress that you're trying to get rid of. Not that I have any experience mm -hmm. of this, yes. but right. that's, yes. I, that's the implication because mm -hmm. you yeah. can't have him calling the house. Yeah. This is a mistress who called the house. Maybe there's a part of him that still cares for her. Oh, yeah. And he's not willing to sever the ties totally. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, uh, to, en to engage in protracted infidelity is a sign of moral weakness. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. <laughs> um, Just give me the first three lines. I'd like yeah. to hear yeah. it again. Uh, let me slate myself in. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> okay, this is Nick Francomano reading two. for the part of Dr. Stowe. <laughs> Take two. Ava, you've got to stop these games. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is the one. This is the one. Well, don't, don't interrupt no, me. You're oh, cast. No, you're cast. Yeah. <laughs> you are stopping. Do you hear me? Uh, my cell is blowing up. My home phone is blowing up. I don't give a damn what you say to whom. Uh, uh, just the intimidation is over. And I'm coming over. And when I get there, and from this moment forward, we're mature adults. Just no harassment, no threats. Hear this. <laughs> So good, so you good. got the part. Now, yeah. if you nail him with hard eye content, yeah. um, that was excellent. I'm Thank pretty you. sure you're going to get the part. So I hope so. Jackie, I, would you care to read Prosecutor? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, uh, what's yeah. our next red flag. Okay. Let me, let me so look. that's a lucrative job offer. Yeah. I, 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 I went it. to what I thought was like a cattle call audition for radio announcers, and it yes. was like a scam to get you to pay for radio school oh, like bullshit. a fake I mean we're here in a for profit All schools building so I don't want to say too much right. but, um, but there's so many things like that here yeah because so people are desperate uh, yeah yeah right, next offer. desperate as I was at the time yeah that's why we're going to all send in our resumes yeah. yeah okay okay so uh, this one, this one is appealing to uh, your real estate background. Okay, um, terrific. Right off the bat, this is great because there's actually money. Is oh, this, cool. this, this is, is this a, is this a seminar or what is this? No, this uh, is uh, six hundred dollars, and the title is "Modest Hoarder House on Some Land." Wow! I, for wow. six hundred dollars, I'm buying the hoarder house. No, and, no, 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 okay, no, no, well, no, 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 no. We haven't gotten into the okay. details yet. We are in search of a modest hoarder house on some land. I like that part. Some land uh, for a low budget MFA student film shoot. We would be there for three days, tentatively filming. Uh, I'm not going to say the dates. Um, we would be interested in filming in a living room area, front door, garage, or spare room. Especially interested if your modest house sits on a large piece of property. But it's not necessary. Oh. Uh, we can offer two hundred dollars per day, six hundred plus copy and credit. <gasps> mm -hmm. Credit, Nick. Just a little something about the film. 
This is a story of a but a woman who uh-huh. has been able to carry or keep everything within the confines of her home except her own daughter. <gasps> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, moving. do you have a location like that or a property like yeah, that? Yeah, do you got anything? You I can, uh, have been in a lot of, you know, hoarders' homes uh, in my professional capacity. Yes. Well, no, I don't have any hoarders, uh, thank God. But I mean, you know, when you're when you're going and looking at these houses yes. that are for sale, you go into some pretty gnarly things. Really fucking depressing places. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, because that's where the upside potential is. You know, mm-hmm. not to mm-hmm. get you know not yeah. to get into it, but you gotta buy low and sell high. So yeah. that's uh, you know, I think what this person is, it's probably you know someone whose mother was a hoarder mm-hmm. and so yes. now she's making this heartbreakingly Student honest mm-hmm. personal yep. work yeah yep. that's gonna that um, will go to sundance and mm-hmm. you want to get in on that right you mm-hmm. want you want a part of this well here's the thing is that it, it sounds also like maybe something that happens to you when you're a landlord is occasionally people's relationship to you is inflected by their relationship to their parents um Ooh. like you become you know daddy and if you had a bad daddy you know Uh-oh. then it comes out on your landlord daddy landlord you could really bring something to this project no i'm saying i would steer clear of this because this Red is cl- this is you. this is clearly about a personal story and it's also like someone who's knows something about hoarders but is but willfully willfully blind to the fact that this would be impossible to do. Yeah. Because one, you'd have to take stuff out to put lights and shit, and shit in, in there. there. Yeah. yeah. And that's going to be a problem. And then... And the hoarder's not going to let you do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The hoarder's not going to let you do that. And it's like, you're trying to get something from them that you couldn't get from your mother. Oh, and that's... Red flags that's all That's never over a position that you want to be in professionally, nope. romantically, whatever. Um, so that's a pass. That's a pass. That's, that's a, pass. a hard okay. pass for me. Do, do we have a final, a final we lucrative have, offer? We have a final lucrative offer. Um, this one is just called conference call over phone. Over uh, phone. This is there. this is my wheelhouse. Yeah, okay. I give an incredible angry phone call. Yes. Well, <laughs> this to me reads like. If you're willing to ruin somebody's life and marriage for 40 bucks, this is a job for you. (laughs) How long is it going to take me? All right. Not much. Mm. Um, Hi, I'm looking for two males to do a conference call from hell as a joke. My sister's fiance is going to propose, but we want to kill time and have her think she's breaking. He's thinking. Have her think. He's breaking up with her. This yeah, that's right. No, so he can't pose yeah. the question. Monster. Yeah, all you have what to do. What kind of fun joke is this? I know. All, <laughs> all of this will be done over a phone and should take about an hour. What? So she has okay. to on the phone for an hour and be tortured? Let me let me ask you this before bucks. before I say what I think. Is did you have a fun proposal? No. It was yeah no. Yeah, you did. What are we talking about? Yeah, here, you though? did. Was oh, my proposal. My propo- yeah, oh, no. my actual proposal? When you were proposed. Oh, I thought you were talking about a proposal for this phone call, like no, a scenario. No, you mean an actual marriage yeah, proposal? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, mine yeah. was awesome. But I mean, yeah. like, it wasn't. I was like, it don't was, downplay that. I literally it, thought you were talking about, I was like, it, it, a whole about team of people improv, worked on yeah, that. Yeah, it, was, awesome. it wasn't like a bit. Or it was? No, no, it was like real. It was Ryan like like constructed a wall in our apartment. He had the ladies take me away for the day, and he filled the apartment with balloons. It Literally, was awesome. it was like ten people working yeah, on this for several thing. days. Yeah, I'm prep. sorry, I mis- yeah. I misunderstood the assignment mm. just yeah. now. But yes, it was awesome. Okay, mm-hmm. well, uh, that sounds beautiful. Um, <laughs> this does this does not, yeah, <laughs> and this sounds like labored and 
I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to be party to something like this. I don't need the forty dollars that badly. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're having a hard time mind. hooking you up yeah, with things here. Seems like you're yeah. not, um, well, I'm waiting for the call about Doctor Stowe. Um, <laughs> you know, if it's a project that I could be passionate about. Um, um, you know, I mean, you're right. If you could really throw yourself into it, is there? Yeah. My question is: Is there room for a Doctor Stowe character in Zombies vs. Strippers too? Yeah, um, write yourself apart like Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah God. Uh, do, I mean, his little Hitchcock moment in Glass is uh, really dumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> where he's? Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but he's, all of his no, little it, cameos are dumb. It's like yeah. uh, you know Bruce Willis's character. You know the he's family like business Lee. He takes is. You right out of it. Yep. It, the family business is a security home security store. So Shyamalan is in there like with a camera in his hands. Like wow, clever. Um, <laughs> get it? Because he's the director yeah, of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he's like, you know, the kid is explaining the camera stats to him, and then he's acting like he doesn't know anything about cameras. Oh, that's and it's funny. Like, you know, oh, hilarious. And it's just like, you know, what are you doing? I, I don't need this movie. Out? This movie came out in January uh, for a reason. Yeah, um, <laughs> the dumping ground. Yeah, the, the yeah. burial ground for all films. Yeah, that's yeah. something for your non-Hollywood Hot listeners yeah. to learn. Yeah, if, if you learn that your movie's coming out in January, yeah, no, it's it's a piece of garbage. I got, I got. Nobody uh, believes in you. No one <laughs> believes in you. Yeah, I got gift certificates to the theater for Christmas. Uh, so only, yeah. only worth it in January. <laughs> Come see as many films yeah. as you want. We're gonna oh, burn man. these I miss, off. I miss when Movie Pass was working because I, I was a bandit. Uh, oh. I was getting them all. Were yeah. you? Working the system? I saw so much crap when I had Movie Pass. It was amazing. Uh, <laughs> you remind know. me to tell you about Tubi after. <laughs> oh, boy. Is Tubi this, is this another here. potential people sponsor? Are, or? People are not walking away with the Casper today, but they're all going to walk away with a free Tubi account. Everybody everybody, download and watch Tubi. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. T-U-B-I. Just T-U-B-I. do it. It's the best. Um, Come back and thank me. And you're doing that for free. Yeah, I am. She is okay. doing it for I am. free. I, the you're hashtag not even ad. And getting a sponsor. No. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's changed my life. Oh. It's the best. Oh, yeah. It's like going into an actual video store, but it's an app. Oh. Yeah. Do you have, for those people coming and invading your hometown, mm-hmm. do you have any hot tips for double penetrating Hollywood? Uh, <laughs> I guess, I guess not. I mean, you know, you guys know. And people who listen to this podcast must know that, uh, you know, Tinseltown, you know, is not all it's cracked up to be. I guess what I would say. Anyone who's ever stepped in vomit on Hollywood Boulevard. (laughs) Well, I guess what I would say is like, don't ever go to Hollywood for any reason ever. I mean, yeah, even people who live in L.A. never go to Hollywood. There's a hot. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there's never a good time to go in and out. And I would also say, don't be one of those people who moves here without a car. Don't be one of those people who moves here who doesn't know how to drive because these these people they're out there they're on dating apps and i yeah. unmatch with them <laughs> um, what, how soon do you find breaker. is it in their profile well no i mean yeah, I, you know i say oh you know we, we should do this she's like oh i don't Can have a car yeah like i would pick her up you know i have like a cool car but then you know what if it doesn't go good you know you get her in the car and then she's crying her eyes out you know the people <laughs> who are uh, you know, what do you want me to tell you? There's a lot of unstable uh, people out there. Yeah. And I've been on dates with a lot of them. And Hollywood uh, is a hellmouth that attracts a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. totally what it is. Well, it's for people who crave bad daddy. Yeah. <laughs> and attention. It re- I mean, it really, it really is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's what all this kind of, you know, like really to me, the defining characteristic of, you know, the business side of showbiz is 
ritualized humiliation at every stage. Um, and that wow. is, and that is, it's not untrue like, though. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and, but what kind of system produces that? It's one where everyone is in fact craving that. It's because like it's a form of attention. They, yeah, it's because the easy, it's yeah. the easiest form of attention in to, a, to in, get. in a way. Yes. yes. And it's also like, you know, it, it's like people who have, uh, we were talking about this at trivia last night and uh, talking about how we hate actors and, um, <laughs> I guess, you know. I just would like to say yeah. for the record that me and Jackie were not at Trivia we last night. We were not yeah. there. And I, do I was not actually hate watching actors. actress Glenn Close yeah. at KCRW. Yeah, well, you've got to, you know, you've got to have fine. actors come and work for you. You know, I, I don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, it's like they have, you know, a baby learns object permanence, right? <laughs> oh, and, no. the, and the actors have kind of a reverse <laughs> deficit of object permanence, where if no one's looking at them, they stop existing. Oh, and, oh, you know, oh, and that's, and that's like true. a pathology oh, that's common in different manifestations across Los Angeles. That, you know, I would this say is that's like true of writers and certain directors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's true of Instagram, me. I know, honestly. I know it's true of me. It's, yeah, Instagram, yeah. anyone on Instagram. It's true of you know, the city and in the sense that, you know, Hollywood entertainment has infected the minds of everyone on the planet. It's true of our entire society, which is obviously profoundly unhealthy. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. I think on that note, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks uh, for coming to Garbage Town. <laughs> it's my pleasure. I guess that's, uh, yeah, garbage down. It's my, my hot tip for everyone is, you know, uh, stay away, go to the country, Become uh, a peasant. Yeah, no, I mean... Learn a real trade. Throw out your TV, uh, have a lot of children, <laughs> teach them to find Jesus on their own. Oh, um, <laughs> so that's a song. That's like, a, yeah, that's a song. Fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Um, All right, well, thank you, Nick. My yes, pleasure. Thank you, thank you guys. So I know yeah. I had a good time. <laughs> thank, good thank you, time, thank but... you. And, uh, you know, fuck it. The name of the show is Zoo Crew with Ryan and the Rattler. I am the Rattler. Yes. Listen every Tuesday morning on KXLU Los Angeles 88.9 FM. That's KXLU Los Angeles 88.9 FM. You can listen online around the world on KXLU.com. He's just better and at this than I He really is mm -hmm. good at it. Uh, this is not my radio. This, I do a different voice on the radio. <laughs> so, yeah.